Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. This is Eshen Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Every week, <laughs> we have our podcast every day, A New Day Dawns. And a- another little word or two that may help us really, really enjoy the day, have the day, be the day, not miss our day, from the great Zen wisdom. And what is, actually, what is so-called Zen wisdom? That, that itself is an amazing koan. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is it? Where is it? Where is it? What is it? And now, maybe, maybe the title of the podcast for today, the episode, might be helpful in looking at this koan. What is Zen wisdom? We, we want answers to everything. And by the way, let me just say the name of the podcast for today. The episode is Don't Search for the Answers. Boom, period. Don't look for the answer. Your entire life would change, and mine would too, if we could actually simply do this. That is... Zen wisdom really is not about thinking, it's about knowing in a very different way and doing, breathing, eating breakfast, living. It's alive wisdom. It's the wisdom of being fully alive. Actually, that's the title of a book I wrote, Zen Play, Instructions on Being Fully Alive. And and that is what we refer to when we're thinking of Zen wisdom, it's the wisdom of life itself, the wisdom which everybody has in their body, in their heart, and their feet, in their mind. We, our body knows, our heart knows, the cells of our being know, but we don't really pay any attention to the real knowingness. We're lost, really truly lost. Maybe I should say tangled up in searching for the so-called answer. And let me go a little further and say, well, really? What is this question that we're trying to answer, that that we're looking for the answer to? For searching, where we search for an answer to everything. We make everything into a question, into a so-called problem. We do that. Life doesn't present as a question, (laughs) just the opposite. It presents as a fact. Hi, here I am. (laughs) It's windy today. It's going to rain. Hi, you're hungry this morning. Go get some coffee. Get some oatmeal. Get some cereal. It, It presents to us differently, but we do not take it as it is. And that really should be the subtitle of this talk. Take it as it is. Don't search for an answer, because there's no real questions. We make up the questions. Why do we do that? Immediately we say, well, what's happening? Why? What can I do? What's the cause of this? How can I control it? How can I change it? How can I rule the, sh- rule the show? Basically, we want to rule the show, rule our life, rule our relationship. 
we're in charge. No, 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 we're not in charge. Life is in charge. God is in charge. Spirit is in charge. Any word you want to put in there, the greater one, the greater being is in charge. But we don't like that. We don't want that. We, we really are in a battle with life rather than being with it. And these endless questions are a way to really dissect it, to analyze it, to grasp it, to control it, rather than to enjoy it and to live it and to say thank you for really what's a great, great gift, a great treasure. But we don't receive it that way. And one of the strong reasons is because we're constantly, constantly trying to pick it apart, understand, figure it out, figure it out. There, the mind in us, this mind that chatters endlessly, throwing up suspicion, confusion, questions, constant, constant. It's a refrain, a background refrain, and very often a foreground front refrain that we're listening to that we're, we get pulled into night and day. Now what that refrain is, that's a, rather, than let's, rather than analyze it, rather than ask questions about it, why don't we just notice it, see it, and not get pulled into it, see it, and then return to life as it is right now. Because that constant refrain, the questions, the answers, the, the, the constant talking, it really serves to destroy the day and to take us away. It pulls us away from the real knowingness, from what's really needed, from what's really wanted, and from what would really be wisdom for us for the day. The true Zen wisdom, it pulls us away into our head. So we're living a life of cogitation, agitation, contriving all kinds of questions and answers. He did this, she did that, I did this, on and on and on and on. Who's going to get punished next? Who's going to get rewarded next? It doesn't end. And it's very lethal and very toxic. Although it doesn't seem so, it seems we're being very intelligent if we enter that world, that forest. is like walking into a forest, a quagmire of questions and answers, questions that we are creating in our own mind, and the answers are also self-created, and actually they don't do any good, ultimately. When we see that, it takes a long time to see that, because it's so intoxicating to engage with the questions, the answers, the suspicions, the predictions, lots of predictions. And we, 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 we engage with that in an effort to make another day a good day. But here's, we're having a, here's a good day being presented to us right now, or what could be a good day, what could be a beautiful day, if we don't jump into that forest, that quagmire of questions, questions doubt, suspicion, gossip. It's all the same. You know, when I was, I'm back in the city now, but when I was living in the woods for five months, which I, it was really like, as my son said, this was like a dream, and it was really like a dream. And 
sometimes when, when the summer came and it got hotter and more humid and you would go outside, it was really the woods. It was a quagmire of bugs, insects of all kinds. And you couldn't really walk anymore. And when the weather was cooler, it was lovely. But then everything, you were constantly getting bitten and constantly having to watch for this or that. And, and that image is very much like the mind that questions, questions, questions. So we feel we have to get the answer. We've got to get it right. Well, let me tell you, you cannot get it right. Life has got it right. It's not, you can't get it right. And those questions and answers aren't going to help you get it right. They won't. There's a different wisdom, the Zen wisdom, which is just the wisdom of living simply, fully, attending to what's here right now, 100%. As we do that, as we just pay attention not to the mind, not to the questions, don't get caught up in looking for answers, but just get caught up, so to speak, or not caught up, but just become attentive to what's presenting itself to you right now, right here. And usually it's very simple. It's not confusing. It's very easy. Oh, look at that. The floor has to be swept. Let me sweep it 100%. Oh, look at that. I'm hungry. I'm going to go get an apple. Thank you for the apple. So grateful here. Mm. I'm hungry and there's an apple. How wonderful. Now, where did this apple come from? How much did it cost? I've, maybe I could get a better apple. No, 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 not that. That's the quagmire of mind. Just being with the delicious taste of that apple as it is. Take it as it is. Take the day as it comes. Don't, so much of our suffering, we're imagining what it's going to be like. Uh-oh, I need this. I'm not going to have that. This one's going to interrupt me. Boom, boom, boom. The mind goes on and on. We think it's our friend. We return to the mind again and again and again. It's hard to realize the mind, that mind, that quagmire mind, is not our friend. It's tempting. It's teasing. It's luring. It's not going to give you an answer or a direction or a moment that ultimately is beneficial for you or, is, or what you really want. It won't. Fulfillment doesn't come in that way. And clarity doesn't either. Because oddly enough, as we're doing our simple day, just doing what needs to be done one thing after another, not anticipating it, not hating it, not rejecting what we did afterwards, just doing it full-heartedly and letting what happens as a result happen. Just doing it fully Insight comes. Oh, answers come that we didn't even have questions to. Insight comes. Clarity comes. A big smile comes. Fun comes. A lot of wisdom comes, but it doesn't come through the cogitating mind that's searching for answers. It doesn't come that way. True wisdom, true insight does not come that way. Because the minute you have an insight anyway in the quagmire of mind, the mind wipes it out and presents another doubt, another question, another possibility. So that's why we return. I'll just talk for myself. I can't talk about anyone else, but why I return to the cushion again and again and again. (laughs) Whether I'm sitting on the cushion, which are very precious times, 
or when I return to the cushion when I'm doing the dishes. I return to the cushion when I'm speaking. I return to the cushion when I'm sweeping the floor, which means I return my attention to what's right here. And when we sit on the cushion, we're practicing that. It's like we have muscles which we strengthen, the muscle of our attention, which wants to wander all over. It's easily grabbed by these thoughts and by these, and which is what we call in Zen the world of delusion or illusion. It takes a very, very long time to realize that these are illusions and delusions that the mind is spewing forth as if it's very, very, very bright and smart and knowing, as if it know, has the answer. Spewing forth one illusion after another. When we see that, even a little bit, even a little bit, there's a huge freedom that comes from being so caught. The more deeply we see it, the more our flexibility and our our spontaneity and our ability to respond to life in a non-frozen way begins to emerge. It emerges. It's there all the time. It's not that we have to develop that. That's there. What we have to really do, don't have to, but what's very helpful is to, is to really practice. Practice our attention being with what is. See, watch, see how it's getting caught up here, caught up there, and bring it back like, like a child that's having a little bit of a tantrum, running here, running there, running all over. Gently bring the child back to where it belongs. You know, children will look at anything that's exciting, enticing, an ice cream, a birthday cake. They get so excited, they run after it, they forget what they were doing. They forget what was happening. They'll just run after what's presented to them. And that's what we do, too. In our mind, whatever's presented, the attention runs. So we train that. We're, the word train is like, it's a strange word, but when we sit on the cushion, we're strengthening the attention. Let's put it that way. We're strengthening it like a muscle that we work on, that we're strengthening a muscle so that it can stay in one place and be with what's right here. And, and when the attention really begins to realize the beauty of what's right here, it stops running so much. It stops. And we're watching and we're being with, the, with what's here. We begin to, and then by itself, wisdom comes, insight comes. We see that the paths we've been on, the questions we've been seeking answers to, have no answers that will lead us correctly by following the quagmire of mind. We begin looking for another way, or we be, and then we begin accepting life as our teacher itself, life as our guide. But I don't mean the thoughts about life, but the actual experience of life as it comes to us moment by moment. And of course, many, many times it comes in ways that are hard. It's hard, painful, just to be with what's coming and not to comment on it, not to fight it, not to try to understand it. That's the secret intellectually. In a way, that's a big renunciation for many of us because we have such faith in the thinking mind. 
I would say, by and large, that is faith that is misplaced. We have other other sources, other minds. Our stomach has a brain. Our feet, the bottom of our feet, have wisdom and a brain. Our spirit, there's many, many, many other sources of wisdom. And if we return to life itself, even though it might hurt, just to be with the hurt then, it's strengthening. And out of the actual direct experience of our lives comes real wisdom, real clarity. By taking that time to sit, to watch, to be present, by taking that care to guard ourselves, not to get thrown around by these endless fantasies and questions. And many of these questions, they're just fabricated questions in our mind to pull us away from our direct experience of life, our direct relationship, from being with another person just as they are. We don't have to question them a thousand times. Just be with them. Just be with them. We don't have to have let the mind race on commenting on that person. Don't pay attention to that. Just be with that person. There's a lot of beauty in everyone and a lot of madness. That's just the way it goes. Be with all of it. Be with all of it. Take it as it is. Sitting with a person is not about a question. It's about an, a connection, a contact. It's about knowing someone, knowing yourself through them and with them. It's about living your life. So this podcast, this, this title, Don't Search for Answers, you don't need answers. You just need to be present and whatever you know will be told to you fully like that. So thank you very, very much for listening. I went over the time a bit, but that's fine. Our URL for this podcast is zenwisdomtoday.com. It's a pleasure to be with everyone, of course. It always is. And again, thanks for your wonderful emails. I might have been a little slow getting back. I'm still unpacking a bit, but I'm almost there. And uh, have a beautiful Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.